Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. News, information, and comment, one minute away. Stay right here. I tell people all the time in church, I tease everybody in my church from the pulpit. And, you know, I wouldn't tease a soul if we weren't real close and good friends. And some of you are now getting after me on Facebook. I think we have arrived. Buck and Josh and Kevin and Pamela and Wilma, Aaron and Kim there, Michael, Barry, just some of those names. People joined us recently as Facebook friends. Yep, I'd like to think that we are real close and you identify with what's going on here. Greg Patton Ministries, producer of Hello World. What can I say? I just love it, and I mean it. God bless you. What in the world is going on? What's going on in America? Crime has risen in major cities nationwide in recent years. That's no secret. As police departments fight staffing shortages and critics blame some liberal district attorneys for loosening criminal punishments, you think? But while the violent crime rates of major cities like New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, L.A. repeatedly make headlines, such crime has also increased in some mid-sized cities that do not feature so prominently in our national news. Think Anchorage, Alaska was there recently. Anchorage, Alaska's largest city with a population of 300,000, spends much of its winter days, of course, engulfed in darkness. The city's also steeped in crime, continuously ranking among the top 10 most violent cities in America. Despite a downward trend from 2019 to 2021 in emergency calls reporting assaults, that number climbed again from 2,400 during the first three quarters of 21 to 2,600 during the same period in 2022. And they have a fentanyl crisis, seeing a growing addiction there. Among Alaskans aged 15 to 24, opioid overdose deaths increased 25%. Well, that's something to pray about. Crime rising everywhere in America. Well, you're not the only one racing toward a deadline this Christmas season. Lawmakers have until the end of this week to pass a bill to keep the government's lights on beyond December 24th. Now, they made big progress yesterday, say, unveiling a $1.7 trillion omnibus spending package to fund federal agencies through September of 2023. There's about 20 things horribly wrong with all of that. We don't have time. The bill needs to pass both chambers of Congress before the current budget expires at the end of the week. But if it fails to clear the Senate by tomorrow, Republicans say they will support a placeholder measure to avoid partial government shutdown. The bill concerns discretionary spending, so mostly to defense. Lawmakers want to send $858 billion to the military representing a 10% bump from its current funding level. Domestic spending, excluding money to vets, would go up by less than the inflation rate to $772 billion, $119 billion for veteran health care, a 22% increase, $45 billion in aid to Ukraine, more than Biden asked for. Zelensky speaking to Congress. Oh, that's interesting. $40 billion for storm and wildfire relief. $5 billion to help low-income households deal with heating. A billion to strengthen Puerto Rico's energy grid. 
So I guess legislators on both sides of the aisle are claiming success in all of this. Democrats are touting funding increases for veterans and relief from high energy costs for low-income families as big wins. Republicans are pleased with their so far successful push for lower non-defense spending. And you, Mr. and Mrs. Public, uh, send us the money. What? Where? When? You gotta be kidding. A charity volunteer. Yeah, a charity volunteer has been arrested after she told police she might be praying silently when they asked why she was standing on a public street near an abortion facility. What Isabel Vaughn Spruce, director of the United Kingdom March for Life, was standing near the Robert Clinic in Kings Norton, Birmingham, in an area in the UK called a censorship zone. When police approached her, after an onlooker complained she might be praying there outside the facility. Birmingham authorities established a buffer zone around abortion clinics, which makes it illegal for an individual to engage in any act or attempted act of approval or disapproval as it relates to abortion. Oh, those people are demonized. That would include any verbal or written means like prayer or counseling. Grab the Bible, grab the gun. Oh my goodness, unbelievable. That's the United Kingdom. Couldn't happen here in a... Oh, yeah, it could. Well, it's been a while since I've told you that we've slipped into Moronville. I talk about it every day, but I got to say we're there today. The Vice President of the United States, mail-in Vice President Kamala Harris, has blamed Republicans for the border crisis. Did that during an interview with National Public Radio on Monday because she said they're unwilling to engage in this issue. And sadly, what we have Seen in particular, I'm sad to say, from Republicans in Congress is an unwillingness to engage in any meaningful reform that could actually fix a lot of what we're witnessing in America. Harris, who was tapped by O. Biden to address the root causes of the, oh, put her in charge of the border crisis and effectively became the border czar back in 2021, told NPR that the White House plans to increase technology and provide more agents to help for the border crisis. Are you kidding me? These people are dumber than a box of rocks. What in the world is going on? I can explain this to first graders, why this is all wrong and why this woman is bats. Good grief, Charlie Brown. So let's take a reality check here. When Title 42 ends, it will sooner or later, Supreme Court John Roberts holding things up. When this occurs, intelligence reports indicate that arrest of illegals at the border could immediately soar to 14,000 every day and then level out at about 18,000 every day. Once this happens, and it will, there will be almost no agents left to patrol anything. And guess what? Then the Mexican cartels will gain complete control. The consequences of O'Biden's self-inflicted border crisis have already been disastrous, but as bad as they are now, and we think they're bad, you're only experiencing the tip of the iceberg of what's going to happen. The well-known and widely accepted phrase, action speaks louder than words, has never, 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 never applied to mail-in President Joe Biden. And in no area is this truer than the border security. Instead, President Biden and the White House rely on rhetoric, deflection, and in many cases, outright 
Lies. Lots of lies. They know the mainstream media will not fact-check them, so when Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre says things like, the border is secure, we've got it secure, and the president has implemented a plan to secure that border, she is such a liar just like her boss. He shall know the truth, it'll set you free. Have we heard the truth out of this White House from day one they took charge? Absolutely not. If O'Biden was graded on actions, he would fail miserably, get an F-, minus. but when seen time and time again, his actions are not judged. Rather, he's graded on rhetoric. Really? If his words fit the left-leaning media's narrative, he gets an A+, plus, and he gets a lot of A+. Pluses. It is just unbelievable what's happened in this country. While in many private sector jobs, this would simply mean some lost profit for the American people, it has been a disastrous consequence. And those consequences are playing out right in front of your very eyes. Jesus has to be coming soon. Take a break. More news right after this. I know this one will get your attention. Some of you guys down there in Tennessee and Virginia... Boy, I had a guy in the church giving me this uh, summer sausage. That's some of the best I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> Inquiring where I could buy this. He said, Pastor, that's venison. That's deer meat. I had it all done up my... Oh, my goodness. One of the last deer meat meals I had was down there at Roan Mountain. Brother Terry, thank you, sir. I get fed <laughs> very well. When I go to Tennessee for a share of the fall fundraiser, and I love this part, I'm grateful to all of you that uh, want to do lunch or supper or some kind of a meal when we're down there in March. Just not enough time. I've had great barbecue and chicken and steaks and deer. Be oh, yes, but just being around, just fellowshipping with other believers in that part of the country is just fantastic. I am so grateful for Christian friends like you. So what else is happening? Trump's tax return is going to go public. The Democrat-led House Ways and Means Committee voted yesterday to publicly release six years of the former president's tax returns, capping a multi-year political and legal battle in which Trump fought to keep his financial information private. The documents need to be redacted, and it's not yet known when they'll come out though probably not at least for a few days. Meanwhile, the committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol going to release its full report today. The Taliban, they're banning Afghan women from attending any universities, adding more restrictions on women's access to education under their rule. The Taliban announced that women are now barred from attending any public and private university in Afghanistan. The rule, which is expected to be enforced immediately, comes after the Taliban had already banned girls from attending middle and high school and from going to a park or a gym. And, yeah, they're all nutcases, those guys running things there. For some of you, I'd hold off on singing, I'll be home for Christmas. So many will not come home for Christmas. Of the 112 million people AAA is expecting to travel for the holidays, many of them going to have serious delays with this monster storm coming our way. We're supposed to get, uh, what, maybe eight inches here in Fort Wayne, Friday, 25 below wind chill factor. 
Anyway, brutal storm expected to start its own holiday journey. Going to start tonight in the Rockies and carry massive amounts of snow. And we're going to get 50-mile-an-hour winds here in Fort Wayne. Going to go all across the Midwest, the East Coast. That's going to be before Christmas Eve. This is going to be unusual Christmas. Around 5,000 flights could be delayed or canceled completely because of this monster storm. Well, I guess we'll try to get over and see you around Easter. It's awful. Financial News, Wells Fargo, they agreed to pay, wow, $1.7 billion, an additional $2-plus billion to customers in a settlement with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau over consumer abuses. That was yesterday. The fine, the largest in the history of that group. And the total settlement is greater than the GDP of Greenland. Oh, my goodness. Some retailers like CVS and Kroger limiting the sale of children's pain relievers. Demand for pediatric pain meds has spiked due to the tridemic of respiratory illnesses. Two Queens, New York men arrested for allegedly working with Russians to hack the JFK taxi dispatch system and allow some cabs to cut in in the long airport lines for a $10 fee. Gotta ask, have you watched Wonderful Life or... Uh, Scrooge, any of those things? Yeah, I I figured so. And, of course, you're probably not going to be one of those spending the $932 per person for Christmas. Where in the world do they get these stats, huh? I'm coming in at zero. zero. Well, now that we found out the Republicans are the big problem for the border crisis we have, uh, they're looking for some, oh, Santa Claus. Santa Claus will be accused of quid pro quo for exchanging gifts to children for cookies and milk. Okay, here's one you can use. In life now, it's important to know when to stop arguing. Stop arguing with people and simply let them be wrong. I mean, just exercise some common sense here. The further people go away from God, the more they're going to hate those who stand with him and his holy word. And I think I will admit this one until I die. The key to the Christian walk, it's not a secret, praise and thanksgiving need to be a 24-7 lifestyle. Peace, peace, peace. We need it. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Well, I had another request yesterday. Greg, you keep talking about the big five, and somehow I miss it. It's just a... Uh, I think a very good way for the Christian to succeed in this old walk. Five things that we should be doing well, consistently. Number one, reading our Bible. Number two, in prayer, especially for others. Number three, serving mankind, both in and out of the church. Certainly, soul winning would be a part of that. And discipleship, helping others in their walk with Jesus Christ. And then staying away from the world's crowd and fellowshipping regularly with God's crowd. Other brothers and sisters in Christ, so valuable. And then to be plugged in, I mean really plugged in, to a local Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. I, really, you can't lose with that program, my friend. I would consider it today, if I were you, and thank God for all the wonderful things He's done in your life. This is the day of the Lord hath made. We're to rejoice and be glad in it. Do it. Get excited about the things of God. So, why is it different? This time of the year, the Christmas season, and, and the thoughts of peace and love that comes, a season that we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. 
Jesus. Yet many people do not feel that way. How do you have a sustained peace in life? Certainly we think about it because this time of year, everything should be great, really. You know, God knows that all you are facing in your life, and he's willing to assume the responsibility of providing lasting and sustaining peace in your life. We ended the program yesterday talking about finding time to get alone with God and talking to Him and then using Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24 as God search your heart and your mind. The Holy Spirit's to do that, not you bring it. Ask Him to show you things. God does not want you to miss out on His peace because of a wrong attitude. Proverbs 23, 7. He can heal any hurt, any memory that's caused you to feel insignificant or worthless or resentful today, jealous, bitter. What's going on in your life? Not only must we look back at the past, we must look at the present. Is there something God is pointing to right now as a source of irritation that keeps you from experiencing real peace in life? You may not know what the problem is. On the outside, you may appear to be, oh, I'm cool, I'm relaxed, I got it together. But on the inside, you're living with growing anxiety. A lot of people wear masks. They do. You know that. They put them on when they leave their homes, and they take them off as soon as they walk back through the door. God doesn't want peace to be something that you imitate, play the game. He wants you to experience real peace every day, every moment by moment, year in, year out, regardless of the season. God's peace is so great that it's beyond human understanding. It stands at the door of our hearts, just like a sentinel, guarding your mind, guarding your emotion. It is his peace that protects and directs you through every avenue of life. Paul writes, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, Philippians 4, 7. His peace is also a healing balm in our emotions as we work through the painful memories, tragic circumstances, and times that we need to give up. There are people who are tormented by the past. I've worked on this so much in the area of the demonic. Feelings of resentment and bitterness cloud their minds with doubts concerning their very relationship with God. They wonder if God has truly forgiven them and if he really loves them. For these people and others, God's peace is a source of hope, a a harbor in the midst of the big storm and a, a place of protection. We can face any and every circumstance victoriously and triumphantly as long as we know that we have the peace of God in our hearts. Paul wrote the book of Philippians from prison. From the world's perspective, there was little for him to be peaceful about. In fact, he should have been concerned for his very life. He should have been depressed. Instead, he had a deep abiding peace that came from resting completely in Christ. In Philippians, we find the key to lasting peace there in Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known unto God. Paul tells us to stop worrying. We are to place ourselves, every burden we have, every care we have, every dream, every hurt, every thought, you you get the idea. You put it all on Jesus Christ. He'll take care of every circumstance, every feeling of anxiety, every broken relationship you've ever had, every trial you've ever had. Now, you either believe that or you don't. You may be facing a tremendous crisis right now in your life. You may have lost your job here this time of year. Your husband or your wife may have just left you, walked out. You may be alone today, and Satan and his demons keep telling you that no one loves you. You may be trying to handle the death of a loved one all by yourself. How can you 
Help but worry. How can you help but feel anxious today? No job? How are you going to pay those bills? Now listen, friend. God knows all that you're facing. He's willing to assume the responsibility of providing lasting, sustaining peace in every circumstance of your life if you'll do really uh, three things. And this is really important. The first thing to have that lasting peace is to spend time with God in real worshipful prayer. Ask Him to take control, complete control of your life, all that's causing you to feel anxious. Praise and worship Him. It should be a a way of life 24-7. When you worship God, your focus shifts from those problems to the problem solver. We can ask him to show us what he wants us to accomplish through this fiery trial we're going through. God always has his best in mind for you. And the second thing is to petition him through supplication. Tell God about all the circumstances. If you feel like you're sinking, tell him. If you're angry, express that to him and any feelings of resentment. See, he understands feelings of rejection. He knows the pain of rejection personally. He knows what it feels like to be forgotten and disliked. And the third thing is giving thanks to God. There's something about thanking God for circumstances, even when you don't feel like doing that. Things start turning around. When we give thanks to God and we acknowledge our lack of control and our trust in His ability, God's ultimate objective is to allow those painful situations to come into our lives. He does that to bring us to an end of our own resources. He wants us to stop trying to meet our needs in our strength. That makes sense, doesn't it? He's aware of your pain, for pity's sakes, your loneliness, your hurt, your frustrations. You can go to him by faith and prayer and know that he hears every word you pray today. That's what he wants from each of us. Peace begins at the point of total failure in life. When we confess our helplessness before God and our need for him, things start happening. There's no lasting peace until you're willing to thank God for the trial, the trouble, the tribulation that he allows in your life. And in thanking him, you express heartfelt gratitude for his wisdom, his love, and his sustaining grace. Sustaining peace can be yours today when you willingly open your life to Jesus. Peace also avails itself when you allow him to bring you to the end of yourself by bringing you to the foot of the cross. Each of us has tried to meet our own needs in our own way. Everybody listen. Yes, you have. We know the anxiety that comes from feeling boxed in without any hope. Whatever turmoil or conflict or personal war you're facing today, his words are as true today as they were when he first shared them with his disciples. John 14, 27. Do you believe it? My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful, my friend. You believe in God, believe also in me. Oh, this is good stuff. If you apply these things, these truths to your heart, God will fill you with peace this Christmas season. Your ups and downs will become fewer. God will extend your seasons of peace as your times of anxiety become shorter and shorter. And the Prince of Peace, he will reign in your heart. Tell me that doesn't sound good. Sometimes I can't think about uh, the next minute what I'm going to be doing. So I'm wondering, why am I thinking about March and, and Tennessee? It should be the holidays here, Christmas and New Year's and planning that all. Well, you know what. What are you talking about, Greg? I'm trying to decide whether do I fly or should I drive? Big deal, right? Maybe you're like me. Get in the car, drive, keep that thing going all the way. And I hate to stop. <laughs> it's just 
me. Why, I've been passing cars for hours. <laughs> and now, guess what? There they are. Those cars are, once again, ahead of me. <laughs> I know, I'm terrible. Please forgive me. And it's the newest survey. Nine out of ten men believe that their wives are always right. That tenth guy hasn't been seen for a long time. And that's it. That's another edition of Hello World. I'm Greg Patton. Thank you for being here today. It's been a blessing. That's the way it is. Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.